recording already? Is the light on? I don't know. I wasn't looking. There's two lights now. I was looking. At my you phone. didn't fucking pay attention to the other lights, so I put up another goddamn light. And there's two fucking giant ass red lights. How do you not know we're fucking recording? That's not the show we're doing. Really? Are you trying to be Alex Jones? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> They didn't have an Italian sub at the place you picked, Sean. Yeah. You know what I'm getting now? A salad? Yes. Fuck Do you know salad. how depressed I am? <laughs> Do you have any idea how depressed I am? You could have got a pizza. Hello, everyone. Today. And welcome to another stupid discussion about food. <laughs> <laughs> With us, as always, is Mr. Sean Fabardet. <laughs> I am Joy Bonnier. We also have special guest Eric Laporte. Hello. And... Hello. The man with the books, the man with the words, the man who makes complete sentences, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hi, guys. Is this our first guest on Literary? Yes. Uh, oh, other than well, Wheeler, who did here, the uh, dual players with Wheeler was there briefly, yeah. Wheeler was there briefly. Uh, Wheeler did it first, like uh, Simpsons. But he uh, he dropped the mic and <laughs> busted out like five minutes into the yeah, episode. He, he, uh, yeah, he hit the abort button. Yeah. Okay. We have food coming. We'll mm-hmm. make it through this Basically, the way it works is after we're done doing politinkering, we mm-hmm. order food because we're hungry mm-hmm. and I'm a workaholic, so I can't just sit here doing nothing for 40 mm-hmm. minutes. So we started this show where I just read books to them. This is why we have fucking five shows. And torture them. No, you are why we have five shows. <laughs> I am why we have one extra, two extra shows. One and a half extra shows. One yeah. and a third extra shows? Well, we would have been... We, that's I, the thing. We I start, think South Park was an organic thing. It takes, we, well, we were just watching South Park after we finished anyways, and we just kind of... Correct. Said, that, yeah. is, that, is, that is the origin of that. That's true. I like that they're both natural extensions. For yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Should was, I add another show where you guys just review your own shows? Totally. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the Fawcast cast? Fuck all of you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Fucking McCallan. Fuck all of you. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck cast all of you. Anyway, Who wants have, to be our Chris Hardwick? Anyway, I have books. I, I'm Chris I think, Hardwick. But, oh. but no, you're you're the host you, of the show. You think I'm not? No, you I can't do. Chris Hardwick your show, yourself. Chris exactly. Hardwick doesn't do an after show about Nerdist. You gotta, someone yeah, else that's why he's show. a fucking lazy bastard. <laughs> God. Okay. I'm kidding. Um, I love Chris Hardwick. Clearly, you want to be him. You I do not want to be Chris Hardwick. You don't? I used to work with Matt Meyer, actually. Isn't that funny? Yeah. You have mentioned that. I used to work at the Grove. Wearing your Apple shirt. Wait, wh- oh, in the I Apple am, store. Yeah, I am wearing my Apple shirt. You pretty much only wear Apple shirts, though, to be honest. Uh, well, it's because they're the most comfortable shirts I own. Because so. they're American apparel? Correct. Yeah. Plug. Got What's it. the craziest thing that's ever happened to you at the Apple store at the Grove? Uh, it was 8 a.m. You got um, a job. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know how to respond to that. Don't. Keep so, going. <laughs> um, well, I require the, no the response. The first one that came to mind, it was like 8 o'clock in the morning, and, and um, Chris Rock comes in really <laughs> intensely, like really yeah, intensely. Pick up that name you dropped there. Holding, so. his, holding, his, holding his hand, um, you know, or holding his you know, hand open saying, um, he's like, I, I, need a, I need a pod. I need a pod. He's like, right to me. He's like, I, I need a pod. <laughs> Just a pod. Yeah. Like, you are a pod, sir. I'm like, I'm like, cool. Let's go right this way. I'm like, you want a lot? Yeah. And, you know, I do the normal Apple salesman bullshit, whatever. It ends up just being a regular kind of old school iPod. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. And it was just more, he was just very, it, the intensity of Chris Rock needing an iPod at that moment at 8 o'clock in the morning. We just opened up. Dude, I've like been nine. there, man. I, I've destroyed my iPod. It, it is fun. fucking, it, it is harsh to face the real world without earbuds in, I tell you what. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's fair. It's fair. I, I agree. I hate the, must be what it was. The deafening death of I'm silence. I'm sure that wasn't the craziest thing to happen, but, um, Kelly actually is better, way better, <laughs> uh, like way better stories come to the, she has an amazing story about Joaquin Phoenix. I can't tell it. It's not my story to tell. You'll have to ask her one day. How do you walk a phoenix? Anyway, I have books. Um, so I have with us uh, the only book that made Very it back carefully. from, or one of the few that made it back from Alaska, was uh, Mark Twain's short stories. Indeed. By the way, back from Alaska from from Sean Faw, not myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have uh, oh my old book. I gave you this <laughs> uh, new enlarged anthology of Robert Frost's poems. Old frosty. Do you know where I got this? I got this long fucking Why time would I ago, know dude. where you got that book? I got this long. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> I don't know. But I thought you might. Um, it, was, this uh, a, it was Jimmy, right? The, this is a really old book that I got, that I bought. Like, I bought it. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> you should be honored that I gave you this book. 
Oh my God! I, I feel it in my soul. <laughs> I my have uh, great poems heart. by American women, an anthology. I have as uh, this would be our fourth installment <laughs> of um, George Orwell's 1984. I have Thomas Paine's Rights of Men, Rights of Man. Sorry, mm, um, just I one. have Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island, H.G. Wells' The Invisible Man, and Lewis Carroll's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass. Looks like you have one more, though. I, I see one more. Oh, and of course, I have uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Man, Gatsby. F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic for a reason, people. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mr. Laporte, as the guest, is anything creeping out at you? Um, how many times have you done 1984 previously? <laughs> <laughs> we were going to just read the whole thing I mean, for the duration I of mean, Trump's presidency. However, you don't have to. You, you are honestly welcome to choose whatever you want yeah. in this pile. One hundred percent. We can go um, back to it. We can return. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I you know. We're just waiting. For obviously, food. this is this is like right now, like one of the best selling like books right. on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, let's keep it topical, right? <laughs> like, why the heck not? Okay. Well, as per the rules, we have to, unless anybody else has an mm-hmm. objection. I'm Any not objection? Sure you make works. the rules. Yeah. No matter what we say, you do what you want. That we are correct. the music makers. <laughs> oh, I widely. Oh, very smart. By and the way. we are the dreamers of dreams. Oh, Jesus. Anybody know where that's from? Is it raining? Is it snowing? I, I understand. Think the winds have I understand. Blowing. It was referenced Sorry. in Willy Wonka and yeah, the Chocolate yeah, no. Factory. Is that where it was originally? I'm from? sure nothing. Was. We are the music makers. We are the dreamer of dreamers of dreams. I'm gonna make a wild guess here. Okay. I'm gonna narrow it down. One is it Shakespeare? No. Fuck. Damn it. My guess is not good. That's not even ionic pentameter. Yeah, that's nowhere near what shaky would be right. Um. Sorry. Wow. Mr. Faw, you are very correct. Yeah. I wouldn't it, say it's nowhere near. No, I but made it's... fucking sense. You made fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> no, no, no. I, he, for all the right reasons. Yeah, you're you're spot on. I, what I is it? What's it from? I guess you guys are going to have to Google Yogi Berra. It. You guys from are gonna have to Google it. Right? I will Google. To be honest with you, you I, I don't. I don't remember where it's from. Jesus, I don't Christ. know where it's from. You know, cocktease. And I remember when 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 the internet first came out, I started to like as the fucking classic modernist that I am. I started to look up all the references from Willy Wonka to figure out because <laughs> there's so many fucking good ones in there. I didn't know. I didn't know where most of them were from. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the ones I looked up. That, that is true. That I was mean, that was like pop culture at a time. So it's kind of 100%, like someone yeah. going back and I don't well, know I watching. Knew, I knew so many of them were lines from things. Yeah. Even the even the little like um the when he does the the piano thing and and then the the woman turns and she's like Rachmaninoff. That's wrong. It is wrong. Do you remember? What, do you know what it is? That's Marriage of Figaro, isn't it? Very good. It's the mm-hmm. Orchard of Mar- Marriage of Figaro. So I know that from like that. So we are the music makers. We are the dream of dreams. Do you have it, Joey? Yes, I do. It is owed by Arthur O'Shaughnessy. The fuck? Shaughnessy. I O'Shaughnessy. almost said that. <laughs> O'Shaughnessy. I know. That's why I don't remember because it's not It's not crazy. It's he's, one of oh, the, he's not an O'Brien. He's not a member yeah. of that clan. Very anti-Irish of you. <laughs> oh, Shawnee sees. I don't. I can't with that. Did Sorry, the O'Brien's fuck with the... Uh, uh, you were so on board Damn. before. Did the O'Briens fuck with the O'Shaughnessys or something back in the old country? The uh, no. Hatfields and McCoys sort of situation? Oh, the O'Briens didn't need to fuck with the O'Shaughnessys. Damn. So, uh, fittingly, I put a little mark. Some Eurasian prisoners is the, the mark Fucking where it's at a post-it note. So, is that a post-it brand note? This is not even a post-it note. It's just a uh, Recapping what we've covered so far. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Big Brother's in charge. I'm too drunk by the time um, we get to the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I just start reading. That's why it's always fresh. Want to see the hanging? Want to see the hanging? Chanted, chanted the little girl still capering around. Some Eurasian prisoners. How does one caper? Caper? You know, you just you, said it. Yeah. Well, you asked like it was flowers, flowers, right? right? It's actually technical flowers. Capers. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. a seasoning you put in a ham. Yeah. No, capers are are oh fish are berries, little fish. No, hmm? they're not fish. No. I know they're, they're currants. They're you said they're berries. I thought they were like no. little currants flower or berries. Buds. I'm kidding. They're they like buds. capers. Yeah, they're they buds, can be right. They're little buds of flowers, flower bud. Wow. So Look it like, up, Joey. Please Make read, sure. Please read 1984. I tried to have an Italian sandwich, and now I can't even get capers. It's like the juniper. <laughs> Berry. Some Eurasian prisoners, guilty of war crimes, Some were to be Eurasian hanged prison. in the park that evening, Winston remembered. This happened about once a month and was a popular spectacle. Children always clamored to be taken to see it. 
He took his leave of Mrs. Parsons and made for the door. But he had not gone six steps down the passage when something hit the back of his neck, an agonizingly painful blow. It was as though a red-hot wire had been jabbed into him. He spun Always around, a red wire first. He spun around just in time <laughs> to see Mrs. Parsons mm. dragging her son back into the doorway while the boy pocketed a catapult. Goldstein! bellowed the boy as the door closed on him. But what most struck Winston was the look of Goldstein's helping the bad guy on the woman's grayish face. Emmanuel. Cut. Back in the back in the How flat, dare you. he stepped back in the flat. He stepped quickly past the telescreen and sat down on the table again, still rubbing his neck. The music from the telescreen stopped. Instead, a clipped military voice was reading out with a sort of brutal relish a description of the armaments of the new floating fortress, which had just been anchored between Iceland and the Faroe Islands. With those children, he thought, that wretched woman must lead a life of terror. Is that still part of Oceana? Yeah, probably. After mm-hmm. after a year. Another year, two years, and they would be watching her night and day for symptoms of unorthodoxy. Nearly all children nowadays were horrible. What was worst of all was that by means of such organizations as the spies, they were systematically turned into ungovernable little savages. And yet this produced in them no tendency whatsoever or whatever to rebel against the discipline of the, of the party. On the contrary, they adored the party and everything connected with it. The songs, the processions, the banners, the hiking, the drilling with dummy rifles, the yelling of slogans, the worship of Big Brother. It was all a sort of glorious game to them. All their ferocity was turned outwards against the enemies of the state, against foreigners, traders. That's why religion starts with the youth. Saboteurs, thought criminals. It was almost normal for people over 30 to be frightened of their own children. You know, for kids. (laughs) And with good reason. For hardly, a, for hardly a week passed in which the Times did not carry a paragraph describing how some eavesdropping little sneak, quote, child hero, <laughs> was the phrase generally used, had overheard some, some compromising remark and denounced his parents to the thought police. The sting of the catapult bullet had worn off. He picked up his pen half-heartedly, wondering whether he could find something more to write in the diary. Suddenly he began thinking of O'Brien again. Years ago. How long was it? O'Brien's the good guy. Seven years mm. it must be. Well, dubiously. Seven Don't, years it must spoiler be. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert to your face. Oh, he had dreamed he had dreamed he was walking through a pitch dark room. And someone That's not a dream, that's just sleeping. And someone sitting to one side of him had said as he passed We shall meet in the place where there is no darkness. So the light. <laughs> it was <laughs> It was said very quietly, almost casually. A statement, not a command. He had walked on without pausing. (laughs) (laughs) Took a while. (laughs) (laughs) He tried. He tried. tried. (laughs) (laughs) What was Kieran? You almost did. You almost did. I know. That's pretty impressive. Very professional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was curious was that at this time in the dream, the woods had not been had not made much impression on him. It was only later and by degrees that he had seemed to take on significance. That it had se- that they had seemed to take on significance. <clears throat> he could not now remember whether it was before or after having the dream that he had seen O'Brien for the first time. Nor could he remember when he had first identified the voice as O'Brien's. But at any rate, the identification existed. It was O'Brien who had spoken to him out of the dark. Winston had never been able to feel sure, even after that morning's flash of the eyes, it was impossible to be sure, whether O'Brien was a friend or an enemy. Sean Fa. An enema? Nor. Give him an enema! Nor did it. <laughs> this town needs an enema. Nor did it even seem to matter greatly. There was a link of understanding between them, more important than affection or partisanship. We shall meet in the place where there is no darkness, he had said. <laughs> Winston. <laughs> hey, you ruined that line for me. Thanks. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think that person's an idiot. <laughs> Winston did not know what it meant, only that in some way or another, it would come true. The voice from the telescreen paused. A trumpet call, clear and beautiful, floated into the stagnant air. The voice continued raspingly. 
Attention, your attention, please. That's a news flash. Attention, your attention, please. <laughs> a news flash has this moment arrived from the Mahar- Malabar Fort. Our forces in South India have won a glorious victory. I am authorized to say that the action we are now reporting may well bring the war within measurable distance from its end. Here is the news flash. Bad news coming, thought Winston. Would sure you enough, like to know more? Following on a glory description of the annihilation of, the Eura- of a Eurasian army with stupendous figures of killed and prisoners, sorry, with stupendous figures of killed and prisoners came the announcement that, as from next week, the chocolate ration would be reduced from 30 grams to 20. Winston, Winston belched again. The gin was wearing off, leaving a deflated feeling. The telescreen, perhaps to celebrate the victory, perhaps to drown the memory of the lost chocolate, crashed into, Oceana, tis of thee. You were supposed to stand to attention. However, in his present position, he was invisible. Oceana, tis for thee, gave way to lighter music. Winston walked over to the window, keeping his back (laughs) to the telescreen. (laughs) The day was still cold and clear. Somewhere far away, a rocket bomb exploded with a dull, reverberating roar. About 20 or 30 of them a week were falling on London at present. Down in the street, the wind flapped the torn poster to and fro, and the word Ingsoc fitfully appeared and vanquished. Or vanished. Ingsoc. The sacred principles of Ingsoc. Newspeak, doublethink. The mutability of the past. He felt as though he were wandering in the forest of the sea bottom, lost in a monstrous world where he himself was the monster. He was alone. The past was dead. The future was unimaginable. What certainty had he that a single human creature now living was on his side? And what way of knowing that the domination, that the dominion of the party would not endure forever? Evermore. Like an answer. Nevermore. Like an answer, the three slogans on the white face of the Ministry of Truth came back at him. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. He took a 25-cent piece out of his pocket. There, too, in the tiny, clear lettering, the same slogans were inscribed. In God we trust. And on the other face of the coin, the head of Big Brother. Even from the coin, the eyes pursued you. On coins, on stamps, on the covers of books, on banners, on posters, and on the wrapping of a cigarette packet. Everywhere. Always the eyes watching you, and the voice enveloping you. Awake or asleep, working or eating, indoors or out of doors, in the bath or in bed, no escape. Nothing was your own except the few cubic centimeters inside your skull. The sun had shifted round, and the myriad windows of the Ministry of Truth, with the light no longer shining on them, looked grim as the loopholes of a fortress. His head quailed before the enormous pyramidal shape. Bucks are quailing? It was too strong. I don't know. God damn it. It was too strong. What was it again? His head quailed. His head quailed. Q-U-A-I-L-E-D. Like the bird? Probably. Uh, to, To feel or show, show fear or apprehension. Oh, interesting. His head quailed before the enormous pyramidal shape. It was too strong. It could not be stormed. A thousand rocket bombs would not batter it down. He wondered again for whom he was writing his the diary. For the future, for the past. Who does anyone write a diary for? For an age that might be imaginary. And in front of them, there lay not death, but annihilation. The, di- the diary would be reduced to ashes and himself to vapor. Only the thought police would read what he had written before they wiped it out of existence That's what the diary is for, the thought police. How could you make appeal to the future when not a trace of you, not even an anonymous word scribbled on a piece of paper, could physically survive? The telescreen struck 14. He must leave in 10 minutes. He had to be back in metric time. Back, back at work by 14.30. Curiously, the chiming of the hour seemed to have put new heart into him. He was a lonely ghost, uttering a truth that nobody would ever would ever hear. But so long as he uttered it in some obscure way, the continuity was not broken. It was not by making yourself heard, but by saying, but by staying sane, that you carried on the human heritage. He went back to the table, dipped his pen, 
to the future of the past, to a time when thought is free, when men are different from one another and do not live alone, to a time when truth exists and what is done cannot be undone. From the age of uniformity, from the age of solitude, from the age of Big Brother, from the age of Doublethink. Hi. He was already dead, he reflected. It seemed to him that it was only now, when he had begun to be able to formulate his thoughts, that he had taken the decisive step. The consequences of every act are included in the act itself, he wrote. Thought crime does not entail death. Thought crime is death. Now that he had recognized himself as a dead man, it became important to stay alive as long as possible. Two fingers of his right hand were ink-stained. It was exactly the kind of detail that might betray you. Some nosing zealot in the ministry. A woman, probably. Someone like the little sandy-haired woman or the dark-haired girl from the fiction department. And that's how I got fired from the first insurance company. Might start wondering... We've... <laughs> might start wondering why he had been writing during his lunch interval. <laughs> why he had used an old-fashioned pen. What had he been writing? And drop a hint in the appropriate quarter. He went to the bathroom and carefully scrubbed the ink away with the gritty, dark brown soap which, rasp, which rasped your skin like sandpaper and was therefore well adapted for this purpose. He put the diary away in the drawer. It was quite useless to think of hiding it, but he could at least make sure whether or not its existence had been discovered. A hair laid across the page and was too obvious with the tip of his finger. He picked up an un unidentifiable grain of whitish dust and deposited it in the corner okay. of the cover. Co yeah, yeah, it's cocaine. Yeah, it's cocaine. It's totally it was, cocaine. She don't lie. Where it was bound to be shaken off if the book was moved. Or sucked up with a dollar bill. She don't lie. She don't lie. She don't lie. Hopefully it's more than a dollar bill. That's a little I don't know. Low rent. Right. People, you know, spend the money on the cocaine. You can't afford the bills. Yeah, I mean, it was 1984, so, you know. Yeah, the, dollar you know, was worth more back then. Totally. Mm, yeah. Inflation. Yeah. Yeah, you had all the, the high interest rate. You know, T-bills were actually paying. Was, I know. I don't understand good, the 80s. I get it, Sean. I, I wish I had saved my savings bonds, you know. It was good interest. Oh, I, got, I got some. Is that from a, the 80s? Act yeah, break? that's good stuff there. That was an act break. Part two. Part two. Part two is no. Well, no, no, we're not done. We're not God done. Damn it. We're going to keep reading. Who's not here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who's not here? Unless you want to stop and then keep reading part three. No. When we come back. Yeah, Let's talk for a second. Let's talk. Yeah. What, yeah. Talk what, what did we just learn? <laughs> <laughs> Don't keep a diary. <laughs> it's not worth it. You're right. If yeah. Anne Frank tells us nothing. Oh, okay. That was nice. Sure. Why, why do you think about Anne Frank, Sean? Because that's the other diary I know of. Is, that the, it is, the, the, is it the most famous diary? That is yeah. the most famous diary. Without a doubt. Uh, did yeah. you have to read it in school? What about the Bible? Um, it's not I really didn't a diary. because I wasn't smart enough, but the regular class that I got kicked out of did. Gotcha. Okay. Did you guys have to read it in school? Had to read it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I didn't know that it was a public school thing, that everyone's public school. Yes. Um, mostly. Uh, that's, okay. That's really great. That's wonderful. I didn't realize that. that. That makes me feel so fucking happy. Did they make you guys read it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes, of course. I would assume yeah. so. Uh, but I didn't know that like that was the go-to diary. I guess what that other, makes sense. What I, other books yeah. did you read? You know read? what? Uh, like just like, uh, like like I think mostly the same Torah. ones uh, like To Kill a Mockingbird, okay. um, In Cold Blood, um, wow more I guess a ton of more like history books like yeah. like we would read like Aristotle and uh, Socrates and Plato. <laughs> we Jesus. read. Did you guys ever have to read Alas Babylon? Uh, we, we had to read that. Do Do you know what that is? No, it's like a it's, sounds religious. I think it was written in the in the fifties, and it is a post apocalyptic story. Where yeah. basically nukes kind of happen, mm. and this one, like the main guy in it, of course, uh, is told by one of his friends who knows that that it's coming, and that they're evacuating is this like a, everybody. A ten part book series? No, oh, it's okay. a single. It's a single book. I gotcha. don't know. I don't, it is possible that there's a sequel that they wrote to right it, on. but um, then, but it is a self-contained after story. the last Babylon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last Babylon again. Yeah. The the last Babylon. Just kidding. Yeah. The one just before that. Babylon harder. The other yeah. one. No, Babylon all and on. Babylon on and on. That's it. Seriously, comma the last Babylon. Sorry, it's good to. Yeah, 
No, it was it was it was an interesting book. It was kind of weird though because I've never found anybody else who's actually had to read that in mm. in high school, and we we did. I yeah. think dystopian future books are great yeah. for everyone. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's good to just simply stretch your mind like that. I think and just imagine what the future might be like, and and even maybe if it's far fetched, but. You know, it's nice to do once in a while. I, I got to say my favorite book of all time, well, or second, whatever, is Cat's Cradle. I think we talked about it. but mm. I thought I, that was your first book. First my first book. book is The Killer Angels. Uh, it's a historical fiction oh, about, you about did Gettysburg. Mention of course. You I should bring Angels. that in one time. Yeah, I should. Actually, I will. I, I'm, it, it's amazing. Anyways. Birthday next year. <laughs> okay, it's nine months. Sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, Okay. I, Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I just want to say I think it's so interesting that these books are now becoming more popular. Um because we really are starting to think like- um, We're all going to die? Maybe no, we're all going to die, but we all are curious about where our government's going and where the end game is. And mm-hmm. if it is something like a 1984 scenario. Mm-hmm. And whether it's an, I guess my point is very optimistic, but whether it's a positive thing or very alarmist or whatever, or what you want to call it, um, I think it's really, really good that people are simply just stretching their minds and thinking about this stuff. They're getting more involved with their government. They're getting more involved with the future, and they're investing in that kind of thing. So and it is that's a, a really positive thing. I mean, honestly, if that if that means that 1984 is the best-selling book in, on Amazon, wow, that is more telling than anything. And that gives, should give you more optimism than anything that Trump has done. I still think deep in their hearts, everyone is basically good. Mm, you're fucking wrong. I'm quoting but, Anne Frank. Yeah, really? Yeah. Damn. I told yeah. you I wasn't allowed to read the I'm book. paraphrasing Anne Frank from, <laughs> yeah. from the diary of Anne Frank. Yeah. Wow. Even mm, even knowledge. that last. So so the only one of the most interesting things about that at last Babylon thing that I read. Uh, just slight tangent. Um, it starts off with like a woman describing this guy like as a peeping tom, mm. and. We later find that this peeping Tom, supposedly, right, is the the hero of the book, mm-hmm. and that he has a valid reason what he was doing. He was like he's a, like for a his bird, Tom peeping. He's bird watching. He's bird watching. <laughs> it's Tom but peepery. It's, it's strange that it starts it's the book with a chapter from someone else's perspective oh, on clever. him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so like that always kind of struck me as the being last Babylon. Pretty alas Babylon. It's called alas alas Babylon. Yeah, alias. Mm. Got it. Alas, mm. comma, Babylon. Gotcha. Yeah. Like Land Ho? Yeah. That was a sequel, Land mm, Ho. There you they go. found land then. <laughs> they were already clarify. on land. They saw more land coming. It was like a second Pangea kind of thing. In my know? classic Joycean way, by the way, I mm. was paraphrasing I was paraphrasing both Anne Frank and Murakami in the whole, like, everyone deep in their hearts is waiting for the end of the world. Murakami? Yeah, none of those things wow, make sense to me. Wow, pulling that one out of somewhere. What's your favorite Murakami? I've never read Murakami, actually. No. Fucking poser. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Sorry. Ouch. We just discovered the truth. The truth is it's hard for me to read any book that's been translated. Well, then you got to- Isn't that weird? Yeah. You just got to no, learn I, the language. Then I, wait a minute. What are you, Correct. Well, you go ahead and learn the language. Cor- like, what are you, lazy? Couldn't agree more. Come couldn't on. agree more. Le- learn that like, language. Like, I would read probably, like, fucking In Search of Lost Time in French. I don't watch movies that's, with subtitles. If I was yeah. going to do something, yeah. that's what I would do. Yeah. But like, it's hard for me to read but, Don Quixote because I'm like, I know that. I mean, I, mean I, I, I can't read Japanese. And well, well he wrote, I think he, he actually lazy. did. Yeah. No, no, he didn't translate himself. I'm it's called to the Rosetta Stone, didn't. bitch. Get some. Um, <laughs> he didn't. No, but yeah, I, I, I mean, so. I mean, I, <laughs> my assumption big, is yeah, that, 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 that translations these days is better than they used to be. At least that's the hope. <laughs> yeah, hope so. That's Jesus hope. Why would why would <laughs> that it be would, better that's now? The hope. Why would it? Why would translation we actually be better talk now? to them? We're not just fucking yeah, okay. in caves now, trying yeah. to decipher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we didn't speak several languages. Well, when like you know you translate, there's more back and forth with editors now than there used to be, right? Because now like you're not. So, having in to, other words, that is written now, so yes. that Murakami can have a say as far as the English translation. Of Correct. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So I I think that you're gonna get better stuff. Like, oh no, I don't doubt that at all. Like, it's just that's that's yeah. been part. And plus, I have a my cue, but not is even a really short, long, like not even a short Murakami. Like no, like a, yeah, my cue is way too what long. What the fuck's a Murakami? Yeah, please, guys. Um, so he's a writer. He wrote, uh, let's see, the Mockingbird Chronicles. I was just quoting one Q eight four. One Q eight four, which isn't, is isn't which that starring is Jennifer first, Lawrence? That's his longest book, uh-huh. right? That that Arguably is extremely best, as far as yeah. I understand. Correct. Yeah. With yeah, probably correct. the shortest title. Um, I have not read that specific book though, cool. so I can't I can't state that. But I I did read a Wild Sheep Chase, and he has a he has an interesting thing where 
his books kind of go into kind of surreal stuff, but then it's based in the real. It's a specific kind of style that he has, definitely. Word. Yeah, I promise to. Word. As the, once again, Word. as the classic Joy scene, I was quoting, you know, paraphrasing Anne Frank and Murakami's. Begin it. Oh, oh my God. 1Q84. Seriously. 1Q84 to get us back to 1984. Okay, well, I'll take it. Three. For a transition, Sausage. I'll do anything. <laughs> Three. Is, will you do anything for a transition? Oh, come on. <laughs> um, Man, I was in Griffith Park the other day. Jeez. Three. I read the Facebook him. update. I know where his head is at. <laughs> yeah, but do, no one else does. Should we, should we bring in the, Take him the, down the, the listener? Hall. Let's go. Let's Take go. Him down Tell us. You can't tease. You can't so, tease. Yeah, this was the uh, the first time I guess I experienced park culture in all of its full glory. But uh, I, as part of my job, I am required to meet with students at Griffith Park for a bit of a film shoot sort of thing. Right. And uh, so I film got, shoot. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We had permits. It was cool. Anyway. Uh, so I got there too early and I was waiting for everyone to show up and the parking lot is totally empty. And all of a sudden a truck pulls up right next to me and I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm trying to watch out for these kids coming in and you just pull up right next to me with your goddamn giant ass truck. There's a okay, full wait, fucking wait, wait, parking wait. lot. Wait, anyway. Rewind. You're sitting in your car. Yeah. Correct. He's sitting in his car. Okay, why, would, why wouldn't I sit in no, my car? Listen, keep going. Listen, keep going. That's important for the story. Oh, keep going. Yeah, keep yeah. going. So anyways, truck pulls up next to me and dude's just like staring me down, staring me down for like, you know, probably two or three minutes. And I just kind of keep looking at him, giving him a funny look. And he just drives away. About five minutes later, another dude just pulls up right next to me, starts staring me down, staring me down. Finally realized that uh, when he pulls away and the third guy comes in, that uh, they were looking for a little piece of the fall. Uh, apparently they were, uh, you know, uh, practitioners of uh, park shenaniganery. Um, and uh, that's just a culture I was uh, tangentially aware of, but um, I was kind of disgusted and flattered at the same time. Um, so, you know, it's a weird new experience for the Dis- fall. Disgusted and flattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did they did they give you a signal it, it was just kind of like well i mean i don't make eye contact in general so like when some guy is staring at me and i i make that eye contact i avert my eyes and go back to looking at my phone so every time i looked over they were just kind of staring me down i was trying not to pay attention you know, your cat is staring at me right now from your lap there's not <laughs> like staring I don't think, me hard there's not like a hand signal that means exactly. that. I, i'm assuming like yeah it goes like this like <laughs> Uh, let the record show Sean O'Brien just did the dick sucking motion with his mouth and hand. No tongue was involved in this. Thanks motion. for remember no. the listen, remembering the listener. You gotta keep them updated. Bring them in. Yeah, bring them in. Joey Bonier, I love you, my friend. I love you too. Three. Three dick suckings? You sucked 33 dicks. Yes, it was three. He did mention it was three individuals who did. I did. Yeah. Winston was dreaming of his mother. Everything ties back in. Excellent. Okay. He must, he thought, have been 10 or 11 years old when his mother had disappeared. She was a tall, statuesque, rather silent woman with slow movements and magnificent fair hair. I almost said face hair. (laughs) (laughs) Magnificent face hair. She was a dog face woman. She was a handsome woman. Yeah, rough as any Brillo pad. She knew how to wield mustache wax like no other woman. When she kissed his belly like Putin. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that creep. His father, he remembered more vaguely, was dark and thin, dressed always in neat dark clothes. Winston remembered especially the very thin soles of his father's shoes and wearing spectacles. The two of them must evidently have been swallowed up in one of the first great purges of the 50s. At that moment, his mother was sitting in some place deep down beneath him, with his young sister in her arms. He did not remember his sister at all, except as a tiny, feeble baby, always silent with large, watchful eyes. Both of them were looking up at him. They were down in some subterranean place, the bottom of a well, for instance, or a very deep grave, but it was a place which, already far below him, was itself moving downwards. They were in the saloon of a sinking ship, looking up at him through the darkening water. There was still air in the saloon. 
they could not see him. <clears throat> they could not see him and he them. But all the while, they were sinking down, down to the green waters, which in another moment must hide from them, from <clears throat> must hide them from sight forever. He was out of the light and the air. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he was out in the light and air while they were being sucked down to death. And they were down there because he was up here. He knew it, and they knew it. Where are we? I'm confused. He's like, in his dream. He's up there, down there. What? He's uh, in the light. They were right. He's everywhere. They were being so he drowned. finally found okay. the light. All right. In the right. darkness. He's not in the not darkness. Yeah, in the dark. <laughs> he knew it, and they knew it. In the it. long, long ago. And he could see the knowledge in their faces. There was no reproach either in their faces or in their hearts, only the knowledge that they must die in order that he might remain alive. And that this part of the unavoidable, this was part of the unavoidable order of things. He could not remember what had happened, but he knew in his dream that in some way the lives of his mother and his sister had been sacrificed to his own. It was one of those dreams which, while retaining the characteristic dream scenery, are a, continu a continuation of one's intellectual life and in which one becomes aware of facts and ideas which still seem now new and valuable after one is awake. The thing, Alternate facts? The thing that now suddenly struck Winston was that his mother's death nearly 30 years ago had been tragic and sorrowful in a way that he was no longer – that was no longer possible. How old is he? Like uh, in this book, 30, do we know? 33, I think he is. 33. Yeah. So Something like, like that. 33 or 31. I, I think I remember. it was 32. I remember making Between a Jesus 30 and 33. Okay, so yeah. he would v vaguely remember the mother's yeah, death yeah. then. Okay. Yeah. Tragedy he perceived no longer, sorry, tragedy he perceived belonged to an ancient time, to a time when there was still privacy, love, and friendship, and when the members of a family stood by one another without needing to know the reason his mother's memory tore at his heart because she had died loving him. He was too young and selfish to love her in return. Because somehow, he did not remember how, she had sacrificed herself to a conception of loyalty that was private and unalterable. Such things, he saw, could not happen today. Today there were fear, hatred, and pain, but... No dignity of emotion or deep or complex sorrows. All this he seemed to see in the large eyes of his mother and sister, looking up at him through the green water, hundreds of fathoms down and still sinking. You guys know how big a fathom is? A thousand yards? Fourteen hundred inches. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Four hundred feet? I don't know. Full fathom five, thy father lies. Six, is it in six feet, feet or six in feet. meters? Six feet. Six, six feet. feet. How many meters? The size is that? of a dude. It's about a meter and a half. Mm. A full fathom five. Sure, no, no. So five fathoms five, would be five dudes, five six foot. Be six feet. Six feet times five. Wow. Thirty feet. I did that math in my head. Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> five fathoms would be thirty feet. Yeah. Thirty feet. Okay. Full fathom five. Thy father lies. By the way, is from the Tempest. Hmm. Sorry. Fuck the bard. The yeah. <laughs> he couldn't even. Sing. Hashtag fuck the bard. <laughs> that might trend. I know. <laughs> like if 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 Trump quotes Shakespeare, oh, Jesus. yeah, wow. yeah, it's gonna. But trend. like appropriately, I can only so. hope. Yeah. Like first thing, first thing, let's kill all the lawyers. <laughs> that could actually happen. That's, wow. That is, a, that is very much a no, Trump-worthy Shakespeare quote. It is, but, but no, I don't think he he never exactly, Trump. Yeah. Shakespeare's the thing. Or he never Trump no, would never no, quote uh, Shakespeare. No, if he did that, he would have no idea that it was from Shakespeare. Probably. But well, it is a is colloquialism that is. Is there a national? Shakespeare Day because he could just take part uh, in that April shit. April twenty third is natural. Is national. Of course, he fucking knows. It, really? Is that before or after Bloomsday? It is after. It is before Bloomsday. Bloomsday is June nineteenth. So April twenty third. Jesus fuck. Sorry. Oh my like, god. Oh my god. April twenty third. First well, thing, let's like, kill all the lawyers. Shakespeare's the best. <laughs> you guys know where that's Greatest from? American, you know. Do you guys know where that's from? First thing, let's kill all the lawyers. Um. Any guesses? Gonna say life. That's from uh. Yeah, exactly. Bartholomew. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, taming of a shrew. Good guess. No. Uh, Very good guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Layers are all shrews. <laughs> Merchant of Venice. 
Also a very good guest. Mm. Ten things I hate about you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you and Sean uh, Fa are both wrong. Um, much to do about nothing? No. Also mm. a, a very good guess. The mm. most nihilistic play. You can't just say it's a good guess because yeah. it's a Shakespearean play. Uh, midnight no, but they, it's either right or wrong. They are all wrong. Uh, exactly. Hamlet is a bad guess. <laughs> Hamlet would be a bad guess. <laughs> so it's not the Midsummer. It is not myth. No, that is also a bad guess. Yeah. Oh, Merchant of Venice. He we said, said that, that already. Fuck. Ten already seconds ago. Wow, I am like. That's, that's it is a history play. None of you guys have named a history play. Uh, it's a history Caesar play. A history play. That is not a history. Julius Caesar. Uh, uh, that's Henry not a lawyer. That is also not Henry a history. Henry the <laughs> Henry. Henry the. Henry. No, it is a Henry though. Eight, it is a Henry. Nine, the ten, second. Eleven. One. No. Henry the second. There is no Henry the second. There is a Richard the first. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, No. The fifth. No. The sixth. It is Henry the sixth. But there's three parts of Henry the sixth. No, it's not right yet. There's three parts. Part one. No. Part two. Yes. It is, from, for Jeopardy. It, is, it is from Henry the Sixth, Part what Two. Is, amazing. <laughs> the Revenge. I don't know where I was. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, he was standing on short, springy turf on a summer evening when the slanting rays of the sun gilded the ground. The landscape that he was looking at recurred so often in his dreams that he was never fully certain whether whether or not he had seen it in the real world. In his waking thoughts, he called it the golden country. It was an old... Is that where he gets peed on? It was, it was an old, rabbit-bitten pasture with a foot track wandering across it and a molehole here and there. <laughs> and the ragged hedge on the opposite side of the field, boughs of the elm Why trees... Why is molehole so funny? <laughs> it is. It just is. Yeah, I think you know. We're swaying very faintly in the breeze. You almost got me there. Yeah. You might still come to think of it. <laughs> Get out swaying very faintly in the breeze Their leaves Fucking just stirring In dense masses like women's hair Somewhere near that almost got me though With mole hair That's good That's the mole hole Mole hole Somewhere near at hand mole Though out of sight drive. There was a clear <laughs> Slow moving stream Where Dace were swimming in the pools Under the willow the trees Dace. Dace. Dace 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 It's a Dace. type of fish is... I assume Dace D-A-C-E D-A-C-E. Really? type of fish. You sure it's not a, a I, duck? I mean, let's find out. A waterfowl? Maybe I, an amphibious I, I creature? I typed in Dave. Give me one more second. <laughs> <laughs> Super Dave can swim. <laughs> it is a small freshwater fish. Damn it. Okay. Huh. In the minnow family. Super Dave Osborne gave like a this minnow, speech. So it's small. Mm. At my master's like a graduation thing. No shit. And he told my favorite joke of all time. Hmm. Was he as Super Dave or was he as Einstein? He was as... Let's go. It started knock-knock. Okay. The aristocrats started with a knock-knock. <laughs> All good guesses. What a great commencement speech. All good guesses. Um, how does it actually begin? Knock-knock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? A, a priest. How there a was priest or rabbi. <laughs> So a duck walks so into a young, whorehouse. <laughs> Once upon a time. I don't remember the beginning of this joke. I guess it's, it's the, the... must have been great one. Let us commence. Fuck! <laughs> I don't remember I don't the middle of the joke. Oh, Jesus. So I only remember the beginning Start of the punchline. Start the line. beginning. We can... F- we'll figure it out. Hmm. Do it. Now. Yeah, go. Do it. <sighs> Do it. The beginning. I'll try. It's fine. It's All fine. Right. It's fine. I'll try. So, um... Little Timmy's laying in bed one night... And he suddenly hears sounds coming from his parents' room. So he walks in and he sees his parents having sex. Doesn't really understand what's going on. At least he doesn't think he does. Dad looks over, kind of horrified, shuffles him out, puts him back to bed, says, Timmy, it's fine. Just, you know, go back to bed. He didn't see anything. He nods. A couple weeks later... The dad hears sounds coming from the room down the stairs. Dad goes down. He's been housing his mother for the last year or so. She's sick. Goes inside, opens the door, and sees little Timmy having sex with his grandmother. Little Timmy turns over and says, It's not so funny when it's your mom, is it? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's more or less the joke that <laughs> Super <laughs> Dave Osborne <laughs> gave <laughs> at my graduation. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm pretty sure mine was way darker than the way he told it. Mm. But that's the joke. That was of the joke. high school? No, college. No, no, no. That yeah, was masters. masters. Yeah. Oh, okay. masters. <laughs> what was the point of that joke for your commencement? Like, I, I there was no point. He just no he got up on stage. On he started. Up. He just got up on stage and told yeah. that joke, and then continued. He's like, so one day, <laughs> that was it. wow. One day you will have children who do this kind that of thing. That was it. You know that who his it. brother is, right? Yeah. Um, shit. Okay. Under- Sharon Osborne. No, no. De- de- <laughs> a joke. Defending your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Albert Brooks. <laughs> yep. Very nice. I don't know why to say defending your life first, but yeah, yeah. that was it's very random. The know. other brother is in advertising, which is why most Not of Albert Brooks' Mo- movies Nemo. are about advertising. Really? I don't know where I was. What's their real name? Oh, Weinstein, right? Uh, Einstein. Oh, Einstein. Oh, here it is. Sure. I got it. Hmm. Um, the girl with dark hair was coming toward him across the field. With what seemed a single movement, he tore off his clothes and flung them disdainfully aside. Her body was white and smooth, but it aroused no desire in him. Indeed, he barely looked at it. What overwhelmed him in that instant was admiration for the gesture with which she had thrown her clothes aside. With its grace and carelessness, it seemed to annihilate the whole culture, a whole system of thought, as though Big Brother and the party and the thought police could all be swept into nothingness. It's by always a, single a woman. They always ruin movement everything. In, of the arm. That too was a gesture belonging to the ancient time. Winston woke up with the word Shakespeare on his <laughs> lips. On his lips. The telescreen was giving forth an ear-splitting whistle, which continued on the same note for 30 seconds. It was not 15, 17, Jesus. It was not, first of all, where's our food? What time is it? It's been about 45. Okay. <laughs> you getting hungry? Uh, uh, I'm really, yeah, I'm cranky. I'm hangry. <laughs> I can tell. I need my food. Mm. I need my piece of shit Greek salad, Sean <laughs> You <laughs> ordered it. What kind of bullshit Italian restaurant doesn't bring Italian subs? Sorry, man. You should have added, like, to the salad with bread. <laughs> yeah. I was going to put in the yeah. special instructions, uh, make me an Italian sandwich and bring it to me. I don't want the Greek salad. Well, while we're taking a break, I want to ask ancient times in this, What do we have any concept of how long ago this was for them? Because not, the, not the, really. Time, the long, long ago. <laughs> Be, no, because they the call it ancient times, but, like, well, they could we, be referring like, to generational. Yeah. It, it's to couple generations. I think it's a state of mind rather than anything. But True. I but I would imagine the ancient time is Shakespeare. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, all right. Yeah. I gotcha. was gonna say any time before their revolution. Because, because, yeah. because that's I all mean, a blur. Like they they can make the history whatever they want. Yeah. But it is funny that it brings in Shakespeare after that, right? right? Because we kind of don't know then. I think it's a time a time when poetry was accepted. Okay. So that's why I mean it's like a state of mind. Rather than kind of a specific kind of time frame. Okay. Like Shakespeare is ancient, but it's the embodiment of a poetic ideal. So, you know, even the Romantic era would be an ancient time or arguably in Mm -hmm. this context. But he mentions mentions the ancient time as pertaining to the gesture of throwing the clothes off. That's what I mean. Just the poetic. Just the poetic, the the poetry of the arm kind of, you know, carelessly tossing it aside. Gotcha. Okay. is, Is indicative of a time that to him is ancient. Okay. So yeah. So I yeah. I, so, like, I think it's more ancient, anything that where poetry existed and, was ancient. And it's not even. And also, it's not even time based. Then it's just this thing that's like so far from their mind. I would that they say can't so, imagine yeah. it. Kind I of would thing. say so. Okay. I, you know, it. Uh, I. I'm. I think the book takes place in 1984. So, <laughs> so, so if I had to put a number on it, I would say right, but it's 50 in, years. Right. But and, and it was Roughly? written when though? Because 1949. 1949. So yeah. So 50 years in the future yeah. is. No, no, no. 50 years from 1949, I would say, is roughly what Winston would say is, like, ancient. Okay. All right. Only only based on the context. Like, okay. I don't – again, right. I yeah. don't think he'd be able to put a number on it because I'm, I'm not even sure he knows it's actually 1984. Okay. Like, he's he's only acutely aware that it's he, he doesn't know that's the title of the book. He does not know it's no. the title of the book. Shh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Idiot. <laughs> Can't you read? Get off the page, bro. I know. Stop <laughs> listening to Big Brother. Open your fucking eyes. It's the words between the words, man. Break free, man. <laughs> the telescreen was giving forth an ear-splitting whistle, which continued on the same note for 30 seconds. It was not 7.15 getting up time for office workers. 
Winston wrenched his body out of bed, naked for a member of the outer party received for... Sorry. Uh, Winston wrenched his body out of bed, naked, for a member of the outer party received only 3,000 clothing coupons annually, and a suit of pajamas was 600, and seized Damn. a dingy singlet and a pair of shorts that were laying across his chair. Okay, a chair. The physical jerks, capitalized, would begin in three I minutes. I need this chair and this paddle game. That's all I need. The next moment, he was doubled up by a violent coughing fit, which nearly always attacked him soon after waking up. It, empties his, it emptied his lungs so completely that he could only begin breathing again by lying on his back and taking a series of deep gasps. His veins had swelled with the effort of the cough, and the varicose ulcer had started itching. 30 to 40, group, yapped a piercing female voice. 30 to 40, group, take your places, please. 30s to 40s. Winston sprang to attention in front of the telescreen, which, <clears throat> upon which the image of a youngish woman, scrappy but muscular, dressed in tunic and gym shoes. Gym, sho gym shorts. Dressed in <laughs> tunic and gym shoes. <laughs> Had already appeared. <laughs> Arms bending and stretching, she rapped out. Take your time by me. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Come on, comrades. Put a bit of life into it. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Uh, so Simmons is a communist? Or is that, what's going on? The pain of the coughing okay. fit had not quite driven out Bill of Winston's Simmons? mind. Yeah. The impression Sports made by his dream exercise. and the rhythmic movements of the exercise res restored it in somewhat. As he mechanically shot his arms back and forth, wearing on his face the look of grim enjoyment, which is considered proper during the physical jerks, he was, <clears throat> he was struggling to think his way backwards into the dim period of his early childhood. It was extraordinarily difficult. Beyond the late 50s, everything faded. When there was no external records that you could refer to, even the outline of your own life lost its sharpness. You remembered huge events, which had quite probably not happened. You remember the details of incidents without being able to recapture their atmosphere. So yeah, the late 50s is the before time. And there were... No. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Not ancient. It might have been the before time. It's not ancient. Oh, okay. I was saying 50 years, which is before his well, time. I mean, he's saying that before. everything before, before the late 50s is a blur. I, I'm saying that 50 mm -hmm. years, in other words, the 30s. Okay. But you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is a blur afterwards, but... Okay. Sorry. <laughs> the ancient is a difference of 20 years. I mean, fuck, I'll take that. We're all ancient sitting in this room right now. Uh, if we were cars, we would certainly be antiques. Mm -hmm. You remember the details of incidents without being able to capture their atmosphere. And there were long blank periods to which you could assign nothing. Everything had been different then. Even the names of countries and their shapes on the map had been different. Airstrip 1, for instance had not been called in those days, had not been so-called in those days. It had been called England or Britain. <laughs> Though London, he felt he felt fairly certain, had always been called London. Winston could not definitely remember a time when his country had not been at war, but it was evident that there had been fairly long interval of peace during his childhood, because one of his early memories was of an air raid which appeared to take everyone by surprise. Perhaps it was the time when the atomic bomb had fallen on, Col on Colchester. He did not remember the raid itself, but he did remember his father's hand clutching his own as they hurried down, down, down to some place deep in the earth, round and round a spiral staircase which rang under his feet, and which finally so wearied his legs that it began whimpered, and they had to stop and rest. His mother, in her slow, dreamy way, was following a long way behind them. She was carrying his baby sister, or perhaps it was only a bundle of blankets that she was carrying. He, had not, he was not certain whether his sister had been born then. Finally, they had emerged into a noisy, crowded place, which he had realized to be a tube station. There were people sitting all over the stone-flagged floor. It's called the goddamn subway. And other people, packed tightly together, were sitting on metal bunks, one above the other. Winston and his mother and father found themselves in a place on the floor, and near them, an old man and an old woman were sitting side by side on a bunk. The old man had on Jesus, a decent... How many L.A.ans could you get into the L.A. subway? Bombs start falling. Is that where we go? I... Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Unless you got a bunker, buddy. Yeah. <sighs> Shh. The old man had on a decent dark suit and a black 
cloth cap pushed back from very white hair. His face was scarlet and his eyes were blue and full of tears. He reeked of gin. It seemed to breathe out of his skin in place of sweat, and one could have fancied that the others were welling from one could fancy that the others welling from his eyes were pure gin. But though slightly drunk, he was also suffering under some grief that was genuine and unbearable. In his childish way, Winston grasped that some terrible thing, something that was beyond forgiveness and could never be remedied, had just happened. It also seemed to him that he knew what it was. Someone whom the old man loved, a little granddaughter perhaps, had been killed. Every few minutes, the old man kept repeating. We did not to have trusted him. I said so, Ma, didn't I? But I came of trusting him. I said to all along. Did not to have trusted the buggers. But which buggers they didn't... Andrew's game? Oh, that's good. But which buggers they didn't ought to have trusted, Winston could not now remember. Oh, wait, now are they talking about buggery? He was talking about the buggers. The old man was talking about the buggers. And then just now, the narrator says... But which buggers they didn't ought to have trusted Winston could not now remember. Right. But when they were when we were talking about this in Ender's game, I thought buggers meant buggery, you know, those. No, would, they actually meant mm. buggers. They like meant they were bu- actual bugs. Like, yeah, like they insects. were literal. Yeah. Mm. Here, what does buggers mean? At the, the the colloquial British sense. Like so buggers. does buggery. Yes, in the, this sense, buggery. Yes, sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. I didn't notice they were saying. I'm right sorry. On. They're not planting a bug on your phone. That's good. Mm. Big Brother is listening. Since about that time, war had been literally continuous, though, strictly speaking, it had not always been the same war. For several months during his childhood, there had been confused street fighting in London itself, some of which he remembered vividly. But to trace out of the history of the whole period, to say who was fighting whom at, to say who was fighting whom at any given moment would have been utterly impossible, since no written record and no spoken word, spoken word ever made mention of any other alignment other than the existence any other alignment than the existing one. At this moment, for example, in 1984, if it was 1984, Oceania was at war with Eurasia and in alliance with East Asia. In no public or private utterance was it ever admitted that the three powers had at any time been been grouped along different lines. Actually, as Winston well knew it, it was only four years since Oceania had been at war with Eurasia and in alliance with Eurasia. East Asia. But that was merely a piece of furtive knowledge which he happened to possess because his memory was not satisfactorily under control. <laughs> Officially, the change of partners had never happened. Oceania was at war with Eurasia, therefore Oceania had always been at war with Eurasia. The enemy of the moment always represented absolute evil. Sound familiar, guys? And it was followed that any past or future agreement with him was impossible. The frightening thing, he reflected for for the 10,000th time as he forced his shoulders painfully backward with his hands on hips. They were gyrating their bodies from the waist, an exercise that was supposed to be good for the back muscles. The frightening thing was that it might all be true. If the party could thrust its hand into the past and say of this or that, say that this or that event, it never happened. That surely was more terrifying than mere torture and death. The party said that Oceania had never been in alliance with Eurasia. He, Winston Smith, knew that Eurasia had been in alliance with Eurasia a short time, as short a time as four years ago. But where did that knowledge exist? Only his own consciousness, which, in any case, must soon be annihilated. And if all others accepted the lie which the party imposed, if all records told the same tale... Then the lie passed into history and became, became truth. Who controls the past, ran the party slogan, controls the future. Who controls the present, controls the past. And yet the past, though of its nature alterable, never had been altered. Whatever was true now was true from everlasting to everlasting. It was quite simple. All that was needed was an unending series of victories over your own memory. Reality control, they called it in Newspeak. Doublethink. Stand easy! Barked the instructors a little more genially. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Literary Literary. You said literary, literary. Literally, literary. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. What? I did my best. Um, I love Jesus. <laughs> I do not. Actually, he's not a bad dude. I like the blessed or the meek stuff. It's nice. He's all right. I mean, the Sermon on the Mount is good. After everything else. Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, I just said it real fast. It's my Josie. Like from horseback? Yeah. Ezekiel. Uh, shock Mount. 25 he's, he's on a boom pole. Oh.